the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. On air, this is AM 1280, The Patriot, WWTC, Minneapolis, St. Paul, FM 107.5, K298CO, Minneapolis. With SRN News, I'm Bob Agnew in Washington. Senator Tom Cotton is predicting a victory next week for Republican Glenn Youngkin in the Virginia governor's race. He told the Salem Radio Network it has a lot to do with his Democrat opponent. Uh, and uh, I do think that Glenn is going to win next week in Virginia, in part because Terry McAuliffe is not just a washed-up, crooked swamp creature, but because he has a radical agenda. At a campaign rally of his own this week, McAuliffe said he would work to unify Virginia, but had little in the way of praise for his political rival. Conspiracy theorists. We've got anti-vaxxers, and we got Donald Trump. They're all on one side. From the day he got into this race, Glenn Youngkin has run a campaign of hatred, division, and fear. And the former governor, McAuliffe, angered many Virginia voters when he recently said parents should have no say in how their children are taught in the state's public schools. This is SRN News. Before we arrived, the station sounded like this. WWTC, Minneapolis, St. Then on March 19th, 2001, you heard this. More power than a Tomahawk cruise missile. EM1280, The Patriot. News talk around the clock. Proud to bring you today's best communicators. Still going strong after two decades. AM1280, The Patriot. Intelligent Radio. Thanks for tuning in to AM 1280 The Patriot. Your forecast for today, we're looking at sunny and a high of 54 with a low of 36 for tonight. Tomorrow, mostly sunny and a high of 45 with a low of 30. Critical race theory, mass requirements, and comprehensive sex education entering the classroom? The next generation's values hang in the balance. Ensure your family's values are reflected in the classroom by voting this Tuesday, November 2nd. Be informed before you vote. Listen to a rebroadcast of our radio special this Sunday, 1 to 3 p.m. here on AM 1280 The Patriot. Supported by Jarrett's Medical. Portions of this program may have been pre-recorded. The views expressed on the following program do not necessarily represent those of this station or its management. Is the Northern Alliance Radio Network, the longest-running conservative talk show in the Twin Cities. It's great to be back in Minnesota today. Political analysis of the good, the bad, and the outright crazy. <laughs> now, here's your headline act, Mitch Bird. Welcome back, Twin Cities and World. It's the wind beneath the right wing, the shining spot of red in the sea of dismal, dingy institutional blue, the Northern Alliance Radio Network. My name is Mitch Berg. My position and placement back here in the studio for the first time in three weeks. I rarely take a week off from the broadcast, partly because I don't want to. I, I love doing the show. It's, uh, as I joke, half joke, I should say, the worst day on the air is better than the best day off the air. It's not entirely true. It's a little bit tongue-in-cheek, and yet there's something to it. Uh, I enjoy being here. I was out last week. Uh, let see. Two weeks ago, I was out on assignment. I, I did a little uh, traveling back to the ancestral homeland to do a little bit of family winterizing work. And uh, last week, of course, I spent the day at the uh, Speaking Proudly contest, which we've talked about many times on this broadcast. Uh, it's a biennial competition for high school girls talking about Democracy, talking about politics, uh, it, it was a great event. We hope to have the winners uh, on this broadcast again, as we did two years ago. It's always a, a lot of fun to uh, have the folks speaking proudly involved. I'm proud to have them involved. I, I'm more than happy to support them in every possible way. Oh, what do we have coming up today? It's a big show today. I, I don't book a lot of guests on this show, although election time, I, I get really popular with the with the PR people, and that's fine. I enjoy it. But today's a big exception, and uh, myself and producer Jay Crew will be uh, working hard, getting our target heart rate, getting some good cardio in today, running up and down the stairs to let guests in. Uh, a little later on this hour, we'll be talking with a couple folks from the Minnesota Voters Alliance uh, 
uh, Shannon Bruce and Greg Josephs uh, talking about their latest litigation against the Minnesota Department of State uh, about, well, shall we say, irregularities in elections. After that, we're going to be talking with Mark Drake about uh, a look back at the curious event that uh, Keith Ellison had with Al Gore. Uh, the inventor of the internet this past week. That was uh, that's something that certainly deserves a, a, a whiff of scrutiny here. And after that, we're going to be reprising some more discussions with uh, some of our friends from Stillwater, talking about the upcoming elections, the imperative, if you live in the greater Stillwater area, to turn out and uh, stand up and be counted against members of the incumbent school board and some of the other shenanigans they've been pulling out there. Uh, but... Speaking of shenanigans, obviously, we've, we have an election coming up here in the uh, mostly local races. This is an off-off-year election. Uh, one of those elections that, in theory, should be very doable for Republicans, conservatives, regardless of party, to make some headway. And because turnout is usually so low, this is the election where people turn out, if they turn out at all, to vote for uh, some mayors, some city councils. Uh, Many school boards hold their elections in odd-numbered years like this one. And as Brad discussed with uh, great friends of this broadcast, Tanya Simon uh, from the Osseo Maple Grove School District, I believe. She's on the school board there, as well as John Hinderocker from the Center of the American Experiment and a couple of other school board veterans whose names elude me, but I believe their names were Peterson. I mean, it's not a bad guess in Minnesota in any case, even if you don't remember the name. you got a, a one in, I don't know, ten chance of getting it right in some parts of Minnesota. Anyway, a great broadcast on Wednesday night about the how school board races are going, how important they are for you as parents, even as non-parents, even as residents of a district, to get out and vote for, because we're seeing the madness we're we're seeing the madness that we that we get uh, when uh, parents turn over uh, without question the, uh, the 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 reins of the education system to quote the experts end quote. If you've worked with school boards, you know they're they're not experts. At best, they are people more or less like you and I. And who know that, who keep that in mind as they ply their trade on the various school boards. People like Tanya Simon, by the way, who uh, is on the Anoka, uh, not Anoka, Maple Grove Osseo School Board and is the sort of conservative we need a lot more of out there. We'll be talking more about some of the ones that you can uh, help vote for in Stillwater. But essentially, if you are out there in, in voting for school boards this year, I'm not going to say vote out every single uh, incumbent, but wherever you are, the odds are fairly good that your incumbents are probably the people you want to get out of office. Now, I urge you to do the research because that's a very broad net. It's an unconscionably broad net in some respects. There are school boards that have good, solid people. But uh, let's be honest. If society can't trust its public institutions to do their jobs fairly and impartially, self-government is impossible. And the school board is the body that makes sure your schools are doing their job fairly and impartially. This past week, an article came out uh, in, in, uh, in uh, I believe it was the Washington Post, yes, the Washington Post, written by a couple of teachers' union shills entitled, quote, Parents claim they have the right to shape kids' school curriculum. Actually, they don't. And it's been drawing a lot of ire, shall we say, anger, if you will, on the cultural right. The the thesis of the article kind of shows you what you're up against if you're a parent uh, in, in with kids in school today or grandkids in school in some cases. And I quote, in their search for issues that will deliver Congress in 2022, conservatives have begun to circle around the cause of parents' rights uh, to curtail the established rights that Americans have over the educational uh, sphere. Yet what's actually radical here, actually radical here, is the assertion of parental powers that have never previously existed. This, uh, by the way, that's wrong, but we'll come back to that. Uh, this is not to say that parents should have no influence over how their children are taught, but common law and case law in the United States have long supported the idea that education pre prepare, should prepare young people to think for themselves, even if that runs counter to the wishes of parents. And, oh, yeah, I get that. I do get that. I, I, th that part of the article so far so good. 
I mean, not, not necessarily with the express interest of countering the values of the parents, but with the interest of teaching critical thinking and, and let the record show that it was learning how to think critically that led me to become a conservative in the first place. But so, so yeah, education in the classical sense of the term is one of the things that enables a child to become a separate autonomous adult who thinks for themselves, who does their own reasoning, who, who arrives at their own conclusions from an informed perspective, provided that schools actually teach critical thinking. And that's where it all breaks down. Let's go back to the article. Quote, when do the interests of parents and children diverge? Generally, it occurs when a parent's desire to inculcate a particular worldview denies a child exposure to other ideas and values that an independent young person might wish to embrace or at least entertain. To turn over all decisions to parents then would risk inhibiting the ability of young people to think independently. As the political scientist Bob Reich has argued, quote, minimal autonomy requires, especially for its civic importance, that a child be able to examine his or her own political values and beliefs and those of others with a critical eye. Uh, the article continues, quote, if we value that end, the structure of schooling cannot simply replicate in every particularity the values and beliefs of a child's home. Now, that would be a legitimate-ish idea. I say legitimate-ish, provided the schools weren't doing exactly what they worry about the parents doing. Because the schools are teaching at this point, and, and I say this as a broad, uh, I'm throwing a broad blanket out there, but casting a broad net schools are teaching kids to think for themselves if you will on issues like say gender what the meaning of gender is how many genders there are whether it's whether getting drag story hour is is education in its own sense they're, they're getting they're getting trained to think quote critically end quote about all of that now when it comes to things like american history American exceptionalism, the role of America in, in, in spreading democracy through the world, the notion that America is not, in fact, rooted completely in evil. Well, there you get into some problems. There you get school districts that aren't so much about critical thinking, but about enforcing zombie-like collective thought on their students. This is what is happening. They're not teaching critical thinking across the board. They're teaching students to differ from their parents on social issues, especially if those parents are conservative, if they're Christian. Well, the wrong kind of Christian. I mean, if you're an ELCA Lutheran, if you go to St. Joan of Arc, not so much. But if you are a traditional Christian parent who believes in the traditional definition of family, who believes the scientific notion that families are created by one set of parents with two X chromosomes and then other sets of parents with an X and a Y chromosome who get together and have children. Not so much there. Not so much critical thinking of that. That's so much on the, the resistance to, to, to indoctrination there. It's just that they're they're, they're less concerned about schools and the academic establishment doing the uh, indoctrination than they are about, you know, parents. And this is what you are getting from your school. And by the way, this is when you bring this up to people, including parents on the other side, parents who believe that schools are, in fact, the experts that we should implicitly trust to do the right thing with our children. You get the same response that you do, say, when you point out that the left is pursuing gun control. Well, are they coming for your guns right this moment? As if you have no right to complain until the police are pounding down your door. So you will get uh, defenders of the school system who will say in as many words, well, they're not teaching critical race theory in as many words. You know, in the sense that they will not have a binder on every teacher's and student's desk's labeled critical race theory in those exact words. But they'll be teaching CRT light by way of working up towards CRT heavy eventually. That's the way it works. This is the sort of incrementalism they use. Incrementalism, they do. That's right. They use to weasel their way into teaching, basically indoctrinating your children.
This is what Terry McAuliffe, uh, by the way, showing concern over this is what has many school boards in this country, from Loudoun County, Virginia, to Stillwater, trying to label you and me as domestic terrorists. And this is the train of thought that truly needs to be fumigated from the American education system. Ah, speaking of Terry McAuliffe, we'll talk about that when we come back. Northern Alliance Radio Network, 651-289-4488. If you have questions or comments, love to hear from you on this or any other subject. Go nowhere. Northern Alliance, AM 1280, The Patriot. Straight from the bottom, twisted again. I'll sleep when I'm dead. All right. Sightseeing in Paris, at the mall in Bloomington, or on horseback in Dallas. We're where you are. Listen to AM 1280, The Patriot, at odyssey.com or with the free Odyssey app. Dr. Gorka here, and you know me. I am very cynical about products, especially those that claim to help people suffering from pain. So when I tell you that Relief Factor truly works, I want you to know that I mean it. I suffered from a stiff lower back for almost a decade, one so painful it made it difficult to kneel in church on Sundays. When I finally decided to give Relief Factor a try, I didn't ever imagine that I would find myself free of the pain. But that's what happened. Now I take Relief Factor every day. Almost 70% of the more than half a million people who have tried Relief Factor end up ordering more. That's because it works for them the way it worked for me. Isn't it time for you to get out of pain? Your first step to becoming pain-free should be to order the three-week quick start for the discounted price of only $19.95. Go to relieffactor.com or call 800-4-RELIEF to find out more about this offer. Feel the difference. How'd you like to eliminate your expensive cable bill forever or get new satellite internet where cable can't go? Well, now you can have affordable satellite internet service for a few dollars a day. All you need is a mini satellite installed and you can have unlimited internet connections wirelessly in your home or office. And no cable boxes means unlimited connections and no clutter. You can surf the internet or stream any of your favorite television services with no cable. And the best part is satellite internet service costs only a few dollars a day for your entire home. Yes, fast internet to surf or stream television for a few bucks a day. Call now for free details and learn how to drop your expenses. Expensive cable bill. 800 430 8761. 800 430 8761. 800 430 8761. That's 800 430 8761. 612 The Bird. Trust is earned and couldn't be more important when you have a house project. Early Bird Electric is the troubleshooting expert. Just look at their Google reviews. Early Bird is your go-to resource for home inspections and problem solving. Small projects like adding an outlet and big projects like remodels and rewiring. 612 The Bird. And yes, Early Bird offers same-day service and 24-7 emergency service. Mention AM1280 The Patriot and your trip charge is free with repair purchase. 612 The Bird. Or visit 612thebird.com. The right of the people to keep and bear arms shall not be infringed. BearingArms.com covers Second Amendment issues, self-defense, the latest gear, and more. That's BearingArms.com. AM twelve eighty, the Patriot, the Northern Alliance Radio Network. Hey, don't forget for the fourth year running, the annual Christmas Mortgage Miracle is back. It's uh, and we're looking to pay your mortgage or rent for all the next year. You can enter to win once a day at am128thepatriot.com. Make sure you check it every day on the day at the Freedom Fan Club page for a chance to score bonus entries. Oh, yeah, there's ways to game the system to your advantage. That's the Christmas Mortgage Miracle brought to you by Tom Matiney of New American Funding. This would be the time of year where you could use that mortgage paid for an entire year. So get out to am12athepatriot.com, get registered, and we can all... Oh, I didn't time that well, did I? Here we go. All right, so I've been out of music radio for a few years. 651-289-4488, the number to call. Check it out. Go to m12bethepatriot.com. You could be signing up for stuff like 10 minutes every day because there's so many great contests out there. Anyway, 
You can tell. By the way, a couple weeks ago, uh, last week, it was only a week ago, uh, Terry McAuliffe. I, this is one of the reasons I wish I, I, I hate taking time off from the show. Because there is so much material this last two weeks wrapped around the Virginia gubernatorial race, which is frequently a bellwether for the midterms. It kind of it's it's a great way of showing a report card on the current administration's first year. It didn't go well four years ago after a year of Donald Trump, at least in Virginia, which has been getting purpler and purpler. It's a it's a state that's a lot like Minnesota. But the McAuliffe magic seems to have uh, been having some problems in recent uh, weeks. A couple, uh, within the last week or so, uh, Governor McAuliffe said, well, of course, parents should, ha- should not have any say in, in, uh, in, in how their kids are educated. That's, that's the expert's job. That's a very European point of view, by the way. I mean, in Europe, teachers, the education system literally does believe it knows more about children than parents do. It's something we need to fight against in this country, tooth and nail, by all means necessary, preferably at the ballot box. But, and, and we are, by the way, to the extent that the establishment is trying to label that fight domestic terrorism. And Governor McAuliffe stepped in it pretty good over the last week or so, and he realizes it because he is forced now to deflect for all he is worth. And this he did yesterday, heading into the closing weekend, that's this weekend of the Virginia gubernatorial contest, where, as if on cue, a group of, and I quote, white supremacists show up, quote, in support, end quote, of GOP challenger Glenn Youngkin. In full Charlottesville regalia with the little tiki torches. Uh, Of course, you look at the picture of these, and I quote, white supremacists, end quote. There's something a little fishy about them. I mean, one of them's black. (laughs) And and so, so somebody didn't quite get the memo about what a white supremacist is is. And and by the way, uh, they were thoroughly busted. A couple of them were made out to be McAuliffe volunteers. All of them uh, were apparently Democrats. And it turns out that the little pratfall, the little stunt that they pulled off was a production bought and paid for by, and I quote, the Lincoln Project, which is a a group of never Trump, and I quote, Republicans that seems to always work By the way, it's paid for, funded by plutocrats on the progressive side of things with deep pockets. Nonetheless, they are considered Republicans who always seem to work towards Democratic Party interests. I mean, they endorsed Joe Biden, which is an odd thing for a a group that names itself after, I don't know, the first and in some ways still the, the, the founding member of the Republican Party, Abraham Lincoln. It might be, I mean, you look, you have a, a, A group that is essentially a sham Potemkin Republican group paid for by progressives with deep pockets pretending to be a Republican to try and soak off Republican support. You could really call it the Tom Horner Project. I digress. The Lincoln Project, after they were thoroughly busted, turned around and claimed credit in a incredibly stupid press release yesterday. I I will be posting that at Shot in the Dark on Monday. progressives tried and it was there's no way you could look at it and not say it was a coordinated effort between the Lincoln Project and the McAuliffe campaign because McAuliffe's staffers were tweeting about the quote association between Yunkin and the white supremacists and the Charlottesville imagery uh, within seconds of the event happening. So, yeah, you bet. You could tell us that there just happens to be a coincidence, that there's no connection between the McAuliffe campaign and this particular bit of slander. But they were. In fact, there's uh, there's some journalism uh, that, that points to it, an article that came out in the uh, Free Beacon uh, this past week actually uh, showed the links between the McAuliffe campaign and this particular fake white supremacist pratfall. It's interesting. Ben Shapiro on his uh, show on AM 1570, Freedom 1570, this past week noted the McAuliffe's campaign this past couple of weeks has, has set, once they realized they had to deflect away from their self-immolation 
over uh, over education. And by the way, <laughs> just to take a quick uh, short tangent, the uh, the the Ben Shapiro, the the Daily Wire's uh, investigative reporter working for Ben Shapiro, did in fact go out and find the link between Terry McAuliffe and the group that is suing the uh, to prevent the Loudoun County School District from being able to actually prosecute the sexual assaults under Title IX that have embroiled so much of the discussion in that district in recent months here. Uh, you, you should check out Daily Wire and, of course, listen to Ben Shapiro on Freedom 1570 every day from 3 to 5. Anyway, Ben Shapiro has noted over the past week that uh, Terry McAuliffe's campaign after it shot itself in the foot full automatic uh, last week over education over its uh, entanglement with the deeply scandal-ridden and corrupt Loudoun County School District, his campaign has boiled down entirely to Trump. Trump bad. Charlottesville bad. Trump was part of Charlottesville. Yunkin bad. It's really all they have to say anymore. That that was behind the Pratt fall yesterday at the Yunkin uh, appearance, which is a little odd considering Donald Trump isn't in the race it's the only point they have and it's a stupid desperate point by a stupid desperate politician who is in league with people who yesterday pulled off a stupid desperate stunt which was again intended to do nothing more than deflect attention away from McAuliffe's catastrophic performance this past couple weeks along with the fact that he's tied to the cover-up of sexual abuse claims in Loudoun County. But it's way worse than just that, folks. This is a less polished episode from a campaign that's been going on since 2009, at the very least, during Barack Obama's first turn uh, in office 12 years ago. And this is a line you hear from from Obama and, and Biden, who's really... Obama's third term, let's be honest, all the way down to your 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 idiot progressive friends around the water cooler uh, who promised uh, here, there, and in, in the comments section of my blog and occasionally on this show that there's going to be a wave of white supremacist terror coming that'll dwarf 9-11 coming up any day now, honest. I've, I've been documenting this since 2009 at shotinthedark.info and on this broadcast where the... the the first example was Janet Napolitano when she was Obama's first Department of Homeland Security director, sending a memo to police chiefs around the country saying, oh, there's a wave of white supremacy coming. Watch out. And starting a pattern of passing the word through law enforcement and through the media. Oh, there's a lot of white supremacists out there. They're sure out. Look at them all. And the media obligingly going out and finding every single Yahoo and Yokel who lives in their mother's basement and works at a comic book store and has a swastika they wear out on weekends among their doughy little friends and giving them the most lavish publicity they could imagine, notwithstanding the fact that white supremacist groups have been fading away by an order of magnitude every generation for the last 50 years. Nonetheless, that's, 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 that's the narrative. So notwithstanding the fact that these groups have been in free fall, for a couple generations now, since the 1930s when they peaked, and shrinking by a rough, an order of magnitude literally every generation, even since I was a kid, since I was in high school, they're down by another order of magnitude, uh, that white America, this notion that white American society is building a top secret militant arm that's just aching to go out and take over the country. Every, every I mean, literally every event in recent history even distant history, is uh, being bent to support that narrative. From the 1619 Project to the, the whole idea that the Minneapolis riots last year were, were sparked by the Umbrella Man, the, the magical figure who, who alone, all by himself, sparked the Minneapolis riots by throwing a single Molotov cocktail and then disappearing without a trace because everyone knows white supremacists are simultaneously a bunch of brain-dead inbreds who also have the field craft that would make a Mossad agent jealous. Anyway, I skipped around a few narratives there. I mean, here's the deal. An observer named Joanne Mason wrote this. She says, I, on Twitter, I, I know the stunt was hilarious and that, holy cow, they are really bad at this sense. 
But what gets lost is there is a coordinated effort to smear Yunkin voters as white supremacists. And they shouldn't be allowed to move on from this. Don't ever let them forget. And no, we should not ever let them forget. Because this attempt to smear Yunkin voters is the trial run for what you're going to get next year. When everyone who is a Republican, a conservative of any sort, is going to be tied, however speciously, by a long, flimsy thread to the claims of white supremacy made against Donald Trump, to the claims of domestic terrorism made against every parent that shows up at a school board meeting who can spell CRT, and against everyone who opposes the dominant narrative. This cannot be forgotten. This needs to be held in the face of every single Democrat candidate and supporter out there. This is what they think of you, and it cannot be forgotten or forgiven without some serious atonement. (sighs) When we come back, Minnesota Voters Alliance on their upcoming litigation on the absentee ballot boards. This is important stuff, folks. Stick around. Northern Alliance, AM 1280, The Patriot. Catch up on the latest news and information affecting Minnesota's great outdoors with Outdoor News Radio. We talk hunting, fishing, and natural resources in the great state of Minnesota every Sunday morning from 8 to 9 a.m. Joining me, Rob Jerisline, our guest like bow hunting expert, Tony Peterson, professional anglers like Tackle Terry Tuma and Tim Lesmeister, and nature gurus like the bird chick, Sharon Staitler. Join us for Outdoor News Radio. Every Sunday morning at 8 on our sister station, Freedom 1570. Hi, break time? I know you. I'm Cologuard, a prescription colon cancer screening option for people 45 plus at average risk. It seems like you take care of yourself. I do. I play tennis. I try to eat well. What about screening for colon cancer? Not yet. Don't wait. Colon cancer is more treatable when it's caught in early stages. Tell me more. Cologuard is non-invasive and is used at home. It detects altered DNA in your stool to find 92% of colon cancers. 92%? Yep. Even those in early stages. This was seen in a clinical study with patients 50 and older. Any positive result should be followed by a diagnostic colonoscopy. False positive and negative results may occur. Cologuard is not a replacement for colonoscopy in high-risk patients. Do not use if you have had adenomas, have inflammatory bowel disease and certain hereditary syndromes, or a personal or family history of colon cancer. Most insured patients pay $0. Ask your provider or an online prescriber if Cologuard is right for you. Or visit requestcologuard.com. I'm on it. Excellent. Charlie Kirk believes we are seeing the decline of America. Right now, there are hundreds of people that run your country, run our military, run our government, that are kind of like, what's the big deal if we lose? Who cares if it's humiliating? What's important is whether or not we get paid. What's important is whether or not my child goes to Harvard. I mean, we do that all the time. That's all we've done is lose over the last 30 years. And we get promoted while doing it. The Charlie Kirk Podcast, available on SalemPodcastNetwork.com and everywhere podcasts are heard doesn't really matter who you are, where you are, where you live, you have it to any family. People reach a crisis moment and they don't see any other way out. Suicide is the fourth leading cause of death for people ages 25 to 34. People struggle with it every day. Hi, I'm Congressman Tom Emmer. If you or your loved one struggles with their mental health or thoughts of suicide, know you're not alone. Reach out for help and talk to someone. This message brought to you by the National Association of Broadcasters in this station. For the life of your home, visit thinkami.com. Holiday guests can stress out your home. Get ready with help from Air Mechanical. Make sure the heat stays on with a furnace tune-up now. A new tankless water heater will ensure you don't give your relatives the cold shoulder. Have Air Mechanical's plumbers do a preventative drain cleaning. AMI's electrical pros can install outdoor lighting for safety in the dark, plus a garage heater just in case you need an in-law escape room. Air Mechanical, your holiday helper. For the life of your home, visit AM 1280, The Patriot, the Northern Alliance Radio Network, 651-289-4488, the number to call. Join us, won't you please, if you have questions or comments uh, for anything going on in the broadcast here today. By the way, 
This is uh, Decision 2021, the school board elections replay. Uh, critical race theory, mask requirements, comprehensive sex ed are entering the classroom. Uh, the next generation's values hang in the balance. Ensure your family's values are reflected in the classroom by voting this Tuesday. This coming Tuesday. It's already snuck up on us here. Be informed before you vote. Listen to a rebroadcast of our radio special tomorrow from 1 to 3 here on AM 12A, The Patriot, and 7 to 9 on our sister station, Freedom 1570. Uh, by the way, it's supported by Geratom Medical, uh, Nehemiah Reset, and uh, the Center of the American Experiment. Uh, by the way, we've got all sorts of uh, the panelists, by the way, Tanya Simons, John Hinderocker, and uh, Roger Peterson from uh, Nehemiah Reset. This is going to be uh, a great uh, broadcast. It was a great broadcast Wednesday night. Hope you can... Um, Hope you can uh, join in and, and check it out tomorrow. So it's my pleasure to welcome to the broadcast uh, a couple of representatives from the Minnesota Voters Alliance. By the way, do we have uh, Mr. Joseph on the line here? We don't. We're going to be working on getting Greg Joseph on the line here. In the meantime, we'll be talking with the other representative uh, from the Minnesota Voters Alliance, Shannon Bruce, for the first time. Welcome to the broadcast today. Thank you, Mitch. It's a pleasure to be here. It's great to have you here. The Minnesota Voters Alliance, a never-ending fount of material when it comes to the, the low-grade, maybe I'll just say low-grade and, and just feel a little Pollyannish saying it, but the low-grade corruption that seems to plague Minnesota's uh, electoral system. You know, the steady drip, drip, drip of of things that, that shouldn't be happening and, 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 and uh, miscreancy going on here. Uh, the Minnesota Voters Alliance is doing what it does, filing uh, lawsuits and carrying out actions against governments that are walking all over due process when it comes to elections here. And uh, this year is no exception. Uh, the Voters Alliance is launching some litigation uh, against uh, this relates to absentee ballot boards, which, of course, in the age of COVID is a big deal. <laughs> Tell us a little bit about what's uh, going on, uh, Shannon Bruce. Yeah, you know, there, there's a, a saying that it's not the people who vote that decide elections. It's the people that count the votes that do. Right. And... That's what this is about. This is this is about absentee ballot boards and the people in the seats at those in those seats that are accepting and rejecting those ballots. And like you said, with COVID, only 28 percent of voters actually went to the polls in November. Wow. So that sort of highlights how important this stuff is. And the question is, are we going to have election judges sitting in those seats, party balanced election judges sitting in those seats? Or are we going to have government unionized staff sitting in those seats instead of election judges. That's what this is about. And the answer so far would seem to be B, if you go by the various governments involved. Yep. Describe the status quo that we're dealing with. So it, it's easier for cities and counties to just appoint themselves right. to these absentee ballot boards instead of going to the party list that they're given. Um, the, the Secretary of State is required to take the party lists of election judges, give them to the county auditor, he gives them to the cities, and they, they, they're supposed to call people, and a governing body is supposed to establish the board and put election judges on it. Now, every year we come into election time, and, and similar but not the same uh, situation happens with election judges, and we hear people coming down from, from the Republican Party saying, we need Republicans to sign up as electri- election judges, which is a different issue, but the, the, the plea that we get from the, the, the establishment is that there just aren't enough Republican volunteers to staff the, the needed election judges' positions, which, by the way, is a legitimate case. I mean, we do need a lot of them to turn out. Is this a case of there just aren't enough uh, people on both sides of the aisle, or is there some perfidy going on here on, on keeping people out of those positions? It, it, it's a bunch of malarkey. Okay. There aren't enough. Um, the... It, it's easier for, for government staff to just appoint themselves, and right. it, it, it's just easier. And so that's what they're doing. And uh, so election judges can be taken from any part of the state. So Minneapolis has stated that there aren't enough Republicans in Minneapolis, and that, that's an excuse for them. But the law says that you can get election judges outside your precincts. Right. And when you sign up to be an election judge, there's a little checkbox that says you're willing to travel. Yeah. So that that's uh, it's an excuse. So it draws from the same pool of people that serve as election judges then. Yes. Okay. Fair enough. That's good to know. And and of course, this, the the idea that that it is malarkey that they they cannot possibly find people on both sides to fill the statutory requirement of of a balanced election board is 
to perhaps quote the one sentient thing that uh, that President uh, Brandon has said so far, a bunch <laughs> of malarkey, uh, that we need to build our election system back better. Uh, with uh, the next step on that, uh, we go to the other uh, cog in the story here, Attorney Greg Joseph, who is uh, filing litigation on the uh, absentee ballot counting board issue here. Greg, welcome to the broadcast. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Uh, our pleasure. So let's describe. Uh, I mean, your your colleague Shannon has uh, Shannon Bruce has set the issue up here. Uh, the, the 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 various county absentee ballot boards uh, saying they just can't possibly find enough Republicans, and so they're going to fill in uh, the blanks on the district uh, on these boards, as it were, with a bunch of well, public union employees who are almost invariably DFLers. This cannot stand. The Minnesota Voters Alliance knows it, and they are filing litigation. Let's, uh, Greg, that's where you come in. Let's talk about the litigation that the MVA is filing on this issue. Sure. Um, yeah, that's right. So, so I guess the best place to start is to think about what, what the point of all this is. Why do we have ballot boards? Why do we have this process set out in 203B-121 and then 204B-19 through 22? Well, the idea is we're going to set up a fair process to make sure we have a balanced group of people who are accepting and rejecting these ballots. And that, it seems, you know, it, it should be obvious to point that out, but, but that's really where you have to start. Um, because we have this party balance requirement, and, it, and it's, it's critical. Um, and that's what's being exploited. So um, in each county and each city is doing it a little bit differently. But at the end of the day, what's being done is you have uh, you have zero party balance in some cases. You have no election judges at all um, handling the accepting and rejecting of ballots. And it's that can't be reconciled with the language of the statute. And I'm going to guess that the issue is there are just too many Republicans in Grant County and Benton County. And there's no DFLers on those boards. And that's the that's the imbalance that needs to be redressed here. Greg Joseph. Right, right. <laughs> okay, that's... Yeah, right. Um, so, so what you were talking about just a moment ago, I want to exp- expound on that just a little bit. So, um, as Shannon touched on, even if there aren't enough Republican election judges, there are provisions where once the party list is exhausted, you can include election judges on the ballot board who declare no party. Right. Or, as Shannon said, from other jurisdictions. Um, but what we're talking about here is zero election judges. <laughs> this right. is all comprised of these deputies. And these deputies are handpicked, and they're not party balanced. Um, so, yeah, there, there really is no excuse for what's going on. So let's talk about the litigation. Who are you suing? Who are the, who, who, we know who the plaintiff is, the defendant. Uh, who are the defendants, and what is the petition asking for? Sure. So... We have uh, there are two different suits. One is uh, we have oral arguments set for the 9th of November. That's against the city of Minneapolis. And that's for their appointment of these uh, deputy city clerks. Um, so we, we have the, the, the statute in question is 203B121. And everything makes sense in the statute. Um, it's all consistent with this idea that election judges should be the ones accepting and rejecting the ballots. But we have this weird sentence at the end. That sort of says, oh, yeah, it, it may also include deputy city clerks and deputy county auditors. Well, what Minneapolis did was this language must consist of election judges versus may include deputy city clerks. What Minneapolis did was they said, OK, we're going to read that as zero election judges on the ballot board and 102 deputy city clerks. So that's what we're going to appoint. <laughs> so um, what we're asking, what we're litigating to, um, to clarify is that the statute, when it says must consist of a sufficient number of election judges, that doesn't mean zero. That doesn't mean 102 deputy city clerks and zero election judges. So we're asking the court, um, we're, we're, uh, we're asking the city to declare their authority for excluding election judges from the ballot board entirely. Um, That's the Court of Appeals case. We have the the Supreme Court case involving Ramsey County and Olmstead County, and each of those two did it slightly differently. But Ramsey County um, delegated their authority to staff the ballot board to the county auditor, 
Um, and then Olmstead County did what Minneapolis did, except on a countywide level, which is appointed zero election judges to their ballot board and uh, appointed uh, exclusively deputy county auditors, which were created solely to occupy the ballot board. Um, so we're asking for relief. Uh, it's similar relief in both cases. Basically, it's going to be to declare their actions unlawful. And if we win, we'll be setting the example for the rest of the state to clarify this statute. So the rest of the um, local governing bodies, as it were, have to comply and have to have a balanced number of election judges accepting and rejecting ballots. So, Shannon Bruce, you're the government affairs. Uh, uh, you, you handle government affairs for the Minnesota the Voters Alliance. Uh, what is, I mean, given given the status quo that you and Greg have just uh, put out there, the fact that, uh, that that we have two county governments so far that have uh, gone with, <laughs> taken the loophole in the law potentially as as the the guiding language, saying you can just appoint anyone if you if you, if you can't or don't want to bother finding election election judges, apparently. Uh, to someone who listens to this and, and is wondering what what is the effect this actually has on election? What is the practical effect that this distortion in the way the law is observed? What what effect does that have on elections in these two counties and thus statewide? Well, just like I, I mentioned before, it's not who votes that decides elections it's who counts the votes. And when you have partisan government unionized staff at those tables accepting and rejecting the majority of ballots that are being cast in our elections, there's no wonder that that Minnesota is a blue state and and probably always will be until we fix this problem. Yeah, If people can't trust the institutions that manage our small-D democracy to be fair and, and, and transparent and, and, if not objective, at least detach themselves from their partisan passions, then there's really no way for small-D democracy and, and self-government to really work. We'll come back to that thought. We're talking with Shannon Bruce and uh, Greg Josephs of the uh, Minnesota Voters Alliance talking about the litigation they're filing against Hennepin and uh, Olmstead and Ramsey counties, three counties, I counted them wrong uh it's hard to tell the difference between head up and ramsey sometimes at any rate we'll come back to that much more and take your phone calls at 651-289-4488 go nowhere we'll be right back am 1280 the patriot salmon fishing in alaska at an amusement park in green bay or taking a stroll through loring park we're where you are Stream AM 1280 The Patriot at odyssey.com or with the free Odyssey app. Join Gene Sullivan each week on Where You Live, where he takes on... Uh, Gene, who do you take on anyway? Maniacal landlords, slippery renters, overbearing HOA boards, demanding homeowners. Oh, and the legislative lunacy brought on by local politicians wanting to fix everything for us. It's a common sense perspective on the news and stories that affect you the most right where you live. Join Gene Sullivan every Saturday morning at 10 a.m. on AM 1280 The Patriot. Hey, this is Isaiah with the Kingdom Builders Roofing. A few weeks ago, I was reading Psalm 67. It reads, May God be gracious to us and bless us and make his face shine upon us. I'm sure that most of us have heard that verse many times before. However, this time it hit me differently. I realized that we often stop reading at the end of the first verse and go about our day seeking God's blessings. But I started to wonder, why is the psalmist asking God to bless him? As I kept reading, the very next verse gave me the answer, that your way may be known on earth your saving power among all nations. We were never designed to enjoy God's blessing, provision, and salvation without also spreading his glory. If you have any questions or comments about this or other scripture, you can reach me at isaiah at thekingdombuilders.com. That's isaiah at thekingdombuilders.com. Or feel free to call our office at 612-900-9166. Do you have Medicare and do you use a CPAP machine? This is a national health care alert regarding your CPAP supplies. Using a clean CPAP mask and clean supplies is important to staying healthy. 
The best way to make sure your CPAP equipment is clean is to get new supplies. If you have Medicare, we have great news. Medicare will pay for you to have new clean supplies every 90 days. We'll even do all the paperwork for you to make sure that there's little to no out-of-pocket cost to you. And you don't even have to leave your home. We provide free in-home delivery. So if you're a CPAP user and you have Medicare, staying healthy with new CPAP equipment is easy. Just make this free phone call right now to get started. Sponsored by Specialty Medical. 800-860-4610. 800-860-4610. That's 800-860-4614. With the vast majority of media today leaning hard left, it can be tricky to find news that actually shares, let alone defends, a conservative viewpoint. Hotair.com provides analysis and commentary from conservative writers like Ed Morrissey. Hotair.com. AM 1280, The Patriot, the Northern Alliance Radio Network. 651-289-4488 if you have questions or comments. For our guest from the Minnesota Voters Alliance, Attorney Greg Joseph, government affairs guru, uh, Shannon Bruce. I don't know your title, but I think that probably covers it. Uh, and, and, and how this relates to upcoming elections. By the way, we got some big news coming up here on Salem. We've got, um, wait, I can't say it yet, can I? Ooh, this is big. It, uh, it's big news. It's coming Monday here on AM 1280, The Patriot and Freedom 1570 and AM 1440, The Businessman, and AM 980, The Believer. It's huge, and I can't say one word about it. Doggone it. I hate to leave a cliffhanger on this show and, and have people wondering, what on earth is he talking about? Why? I'm going to have to tune in Monday to find out what this huge news is? Yes, I'm afraid you are. I'm sorry. I, I hate to, to, to tease the subject and not give you the payoff, but... I'm told I have to. 651-289-4488, the number to call. We are talking uh, with Shannon Bruce and Greg uh, Joseph from the Minnesota Voters Alliance. And by the way, it uh, as you reminded me during the break, uh, Shannon Bruce, this uh, is important not just since the subject is school boards and school boards and, and uh, how people relate to them is such a hot topic in this election cycle. Uh of course, school board races frequently have their own election bureaucracy, and they cover, I mean, in St. Paul, where I live, the school board spends more money than city government does. This is going to relate to the counting of absentee ballots in school board elections as well. So this is important across the board from the, the lowest level to all the way up to statewide elections. Absolutely. I, I just attended a school board meeting a couple of weeks ago and discovered the the school board in my backyard had appointed nothing but school employees to their absentee ballot board right to the exclusion of all election judges oh wow so it and this is happening throughout the state it's not just one or two counties one or two school districts it's throughout the state so if the mva wins this and here's hoping they do if they win this case these these cases this could have consequences in all sorts of elections at all sorts of levels this is not just hennepin I'm sorry, Minneapolis, ramsey Ken, and Olmstead counties at stake here. We could actually be a red state and not even know it. Ooh, boy, that's uh, intriguing. Now, I live in the midway of St. Paul. I I probably will never see that in my lifetime, but uh, at least not in my neighborhood. But uh, that's fine. If we could get the rest of the state uh, on board here, at least fair, that would be pretty cool. Uh, Greg Joseph, attorney for the Minnesota Voters Alliance, you are going to the Minnesota Supreme Court to pursue some litigation against uh, the uh, Ramsey County my home uh, county, and uh, uh, and Olmstead County, which is Rochester, which is, of course, uh, Kim Martin country here. Uh, w- how did the case get there? I mean, what's been the pro- uh, progress of this case all the way up to the Supreme Court of the state of Minnesota, Greg Joseph? Um, you know, we th- this I was brought on, um, I was brought on to handle the appeal here. Um, so Shannon can speak to how this came to be um, prior to that point. Um, but uh, basically... We, we have some language that's that's been um, an issue in 203B-121, this ballot board statute, um, concerning including versus appointing election judges. And uh, the lower courts have recognized some authority in 203B-121 that isn't really there. Um, and that, that's sort of a, how it's been misapplied. Um, but if, if I could, Mitch, I, I wanted to touch on one other thing to sort of illustrate for people why this is so important. Um, so the, to qualify as, a, as an election judge, 
you, you can't be certain things, okay? Um, you can't be related to the candidate. You can't be the spouse. You can't be a sibling, a child, or a parent, okay, of the person who's appearing on the ballot. Seems reasonable. And that makes sense because if you don't want uh, you don't want family making the decision, you know, supposedly neutrally, whether they accept or reject ballots. Well, in an extreme example, okay, and we're not alleging that this has happened. We don't have any information one way or the other about it. But in an extreme case, a, a set of deputies could be appointed to the ballot board to accept or reject ballots, all of whom are related to the person who's, who's on the ballot itself. Wow. And there would be nothing that would prohibit that in 203B121. Um, and, and the notion that that could happen is just incredible. Uh, but that's, you know, that's basically what's being argued. So if, if that helps to illustrate the issue, um, you know, hopefully it does. But it, uh, it, that's how that's important party it, balance is. It does. And, of course, it, it doesn't drive well with this, this chanting point we get from the powers that be that we have the best election system in the United States. We'll, we'll come back to that. Mike in St. Paul is on the line waiting patiently. You have a question. Make it quick. we got about 30 seconds. Mike, go right ahead. Yes, uh, probably three really quick points. Uh, I'll, I'll say this first, that this last election was the, the fairest election ever. But in the interest of open discourse, as the situation exists now, and I believe Shannon talked about who's counting votes, is there any reason to believe that there is a problem? Because I heard many people testifying in hearings that said people would come up and look at a ballot. Some people were being excluded from that process. And somebody would just walk up and say, oh, this is for this person. Shannon Bruce, feel so, free to answer. By the way, we're very short on time here, uh, Mike, so we may or may not get to your other points. We'll put you on hold here real quick. So to de- demonstrate the, the consequences of this, um, the rejection rate of absentee ballots went from 4% when we had election judges, bipartisan election judges doing these jobs, went from 4% to less than 1% in huh. November 2020. Less than 1%. So that is demonstrative that ineligible ballots are being accepted and tallied. So absolutely, there, there are consequences to this. Uh, Greg Joseph, we are uh, down to about 40 seconds here. It's, uh, we could go on on this much more. In fact, I'd love to follow up on this as things proceed through the court system. But uh, uh, from either you or Shannon, what can people do to help out with this? I mean, obviously, there's, uh, there's litigation coming up. That's, that's for the experts. But uh, what can people do to help out the Minnesota Voters Alliance? Uh, Greg Joseph, I'll start with you. You've got about uh, 15 seconds. Okay, I'll keep it quick. Um, I will say, first and foremost, volunteer to be an election judge moving forward. Yep. And I'll throw it to Shannon. Uh, Shannon, go right ahead. You have the final word. And when you do volunteer to be an election judge, demand that you be put on the absentee ballot board and not just to count ballots, to sit and accept and reject them because they're being shoved to the side to to do other things and not being given the authority to accept it. This is the nitty-gritty mechanical stuff that in some ways devalues elections and yet is absolutely uh, instrumental in in who has power in this state, which is what it's about, unfortunately. Uh, Shannon Bruce, Greg Joseph, thank you both for coming out today. Let's stay in touch on this. Thank you. Northern Alliance Radio Network, Mark Jake uh, Drake joins us next on the Northern Alliance, AM 12A, The Patriot. Go nowhere. Be right back. Dr. Gorka here, and I want to talk to you for a minute about 100% drug-free Relief Factor. I've been taking Relief Factor for years now to help me deal with pain in my body. My wife takes it as well. The reason we tell everyone uh, we know about it is simple. We found it really works to help our bodies fight off the inflammation that causes aches and pains. Whether it's the pain of injuries you've sustained or just the natural pains from the mileage over the years, Relief Factor can help. I've never looked back. Almost 70% of the more than half a million people who have tried Relief Factor end up ordering more. That's because it works for them the way it works for me. Isn't it time for you to get out of pain? Your first step to becoming pain-free should be to order the three-week quick start for the discounted price of only $19.95. Go to relieffactor.com or call 800-4-RELIEF to find out more about this offer. That's relieffactor.com or call 800-4-RELIEF. Feel the difference. 
It's time for holiday cleaning. Before you replace your carpets due to pet stains and odors, you must try Genesis 950. The reviews are amazing as this is one product that works. With water, it breaks down the bonds of stains and odors so they're gone for good. Its antibacterial component removes pet odors from carpet and padding. It can be used in a carpet cleaning machine and it's green so it's safe for your family and pets. Genesis 950 is made in America. If you are tired of pet cleaners that don't work, it's time to buy Genesis 950. One gallon of industrial Strength Genesis 950 makes up to seven gallons of cleaner. Genesis 950 is great for bathrooms, kitchens, floors, upholstery, and grease stains. Perfect holiday gift for pet owners. Genesis 950 has great customer service, always willing to help with your particular problem. Order one gallon direct at Genesis950.com to receive a free spray bottle, free shipping, and a $10 coupon using code PETS. That's Genesis950.com. Coupon only available for one gallon purchase. Genesis 950, much cheaper than replacing your carpets. Attention Americans 65 and older. The Medicare annual enrollment period for 2022 has begun. This is the only time to change your Medicare Advantage plan for a whole year. And Smart Match Insurance is here to help. Do you currently have a copay? What about a high deductible? Do you pay extra for dental and vision? Are your out-of-pocket expenses just too high? If you answered yes to any of these, you should call Smart Match. Smart Match is like having a personal Medicare consultant who can help you find plans which include $0 copays, $0 deductibles, even 0 dollar premiums plus dental and vision coverage for no additional cost having the wrong medicare plan can cost you thousands smart match makes it easy to find the right one with their free smart and unbiased help if you find a plan you like they can even enroll you on the spot the medicare annual enrollment period for 2022 and soon the service is free with no obligation so call smart match today call 800-871-1592 that's 800-871-1592 800-871-1592 am twelve eighty. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.